What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to uh, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And um, for all the programming that we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just visit www.xzbn.net. Exo Nation, my guest uh, this hour is Thomas Prower, and he is the international author of multiple best-selling books, a graduate of the University of California, Santa Barbara. He holds two degrees, one in global socioeconomics and one in Latin American and Iberian studies. Now, being natural-born globetrotter and trucker, he sought additional education at the uh, Universidad de Chile while working on as a translator for their literature department. Due to his fluency in English, French, and Spanish, he was given the opportunity to become a cultural liaison for the French government in South America between France, the United States, Chile, Peru, and the member states of the, what is it, Mercosur? Mercosur. All righty. Joining me now is our guest this hour, Thomas Prower. And Thomas, welcome to the Exxon. Hello. Glad to be back. All righty. So what have you been up to since you and I last chatted? Oh, so, so much. <laughs> uh, getting back into more funeral industry work here in Las Vegas, Nevada, 
writing more books. I have another um, one on the dark and grim side coming out 2019. Right. And just promoting this current one of Queer Magic. What in the name of heavens is queer magic? And what's the difference between queer magic and what we would call regular magic? I write... Um, Really, there's no big difference, and that's you know the want wah surprise. Uh -huh. It's kind of magic is kind of like fire. No matter what it is, it's depending on how you use it. So queer magic, straight magic, it's all just magic. But the way you kind of interact with the world and bend the universe to your will, which mm -hmm. is magic, um, the way you interact with that as a straight person and as a, you know an LGBT plus queer person, yeah. you interact with the world differently, you see it differently, so you can see the magic in a different way. And it's more readily accessible. Uh, can you give us an example of how queerness is, is viewed differently in the different parts of the world? It's, it's completely different all around the world. I know mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that's happened in the news recently is that over in India, um, they just got you know, queer rights. Right. But what is queerness to them? If back all the hundreds of years, they have a separate gender, mm -hmm. which we call the hedras. Right. And they're not men. They're not women. They're not trans. They're not any label that we in the West would give them. Mm -hmm. It's its own unique separate gender all into itself. And it has to have special laws regulating them, special different ways to interact with them and the gender play between man, woman, hedra. And now that these laws are being passed for the benefit of the queer community in India, where does the hedra lie in this? Because if we look at it and say, oh, that's fantastic, you know, queer rights are being passed, right. it's different. Their idea of what queerness is is different. They would consider the hedra, which is essentially a man who lives and dresses like a woman mm -hmm. and is sexually attracted to other men, we would call that gay. We would call those, you know, cross-dressing drag yeah. queens. Um, but they don't that's not even considered queer so the hedra isn't even considered in this discussion of queerness and queer rights it's understood as its own separate thing interesting but in today's society do we need to put labels on everything i personally don't i'm i'm of the opinion that we don't need any labels cuz the way i look at it is if I say I'm this, yeah. by saying I'm this, I'm automatically also saying that I am not everything that this isn't. So Makes I sense. kind of label and separate myself mm -hmm. from everything else. And a lot of people like that, especially in such hard times. They need to know that I am this and I belong here because they know who their tribe is. They know where they belong and they feel like they're a part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. but, but, yeah, you know, it, it seems that labels uh, as, as far as i'm concerned all right i don't like putting labels on on things or on people especially people because i i i believe that we all have the right to live our lives the way that we want if you want to live it one way as long as it doesn't hurt me who gives me the right to play god no I, i'm right with you yeah. there i'm not a big label fan myself yeah. Now, when we talk about magic or queer magic or queerness, is there any culture or any branch of magic where these labels are not used? There are. If you look at the very indigenous um, peoples all over the world, especially that have very polytheistic views, 
Um, the one most prevalent right now and being studied by anthropologists are um, up in Siberia, the Siberian tribes. And up there in the tundras, um, they don't use man, woman, this, that, or anything other. It's just a universal accepted of I am this right. bodily vessel. I like this. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And there's no labels placed on it. It's just live how you are. Right. And, you know, how does that work for them? I mean, they, I haven't heard any complaints so far. They seem to be doing okay. In fact, uh, because they are a very magical society, Mm -hmm. um, the shamans, the witch doctors era, the ones who are able to be beyond the binary of men and women, they're considered the most powerful. And although sometimes they get kind of derided for being, you know, what we would consider flaming, um, those who don't like them are also fear them. Because they have the powers of both masculinity and femininity and the unknown extra of anything else that might exist. So they really take charge in those communities. So basically, it's, it's fear-driven by society and or certain members of society. Right. I mean, everything's based on your understanding of it and mm-hmm. the way you view the world. Because the way you view the world is how the world is to you and how you interact with it. All right. Let me ask you this, my friend. How influential or detrimental has established religious philosophies been towards this separation? (laughs) Um, It's been pretty detrimental um, all across the board. I mean, you know, I don't know who's in agreement, but at least it's my personal view that um, a lot of organized religions, no matter what they be, by having to be organized, there's a lot of top-down leaders. That's There's a sense of control, a sense of a person at the top doing everything. And in order to maintain such power, you have to put, again, labels on what is power. What is this rank and how does it differ from this rank? And usually, um, you know, straight men are at the top of those totem poles in all these different cultures as organized religions. And so anything that is not like them is not as powerful because it's not of them. And they dictate those rules to maintain in power. So it's, it's been very tricky. But even um, the, even in Hinduism, I know like Gandhi, you know, we have that Academy Award winning film. He's a new age hero. He's in yeah. everything. But he was also raised in a British society under British education. And he really sought to eliminate any form of queerness in Hinduism, in India's textbooks, India's history, defacing the walls of temples. And so he liberated a people and was great, but at the same time, he tried to eradicate queer history and queerness. And it's this weird give and take that history sees with its great and powerful leaders in terms to queer people. Are the new laws working as far as queerness is concerned? Uh, I mean, that asks that question of, you know, when you put a law, does it Mm -hmm. really officially stop anything? It helps. Helps. Definitely. It's been helping over there because they have, there's recourse, there's legal Mm -hmm. systems to get you back to how you were before anything bad happened to you. But um, at the end of the day, there's prejudices die hard. And a lot of history in India, mostly through colonialism, has implied that queerness is bad. Mind you, not the hedras, because hedras aren't queer. Right. But 
the idea of queerness is seen as some a Western import. It's seen as this vestige of colonialism where Indians were not, and this is true of many colonial places in Africa and the Polynesia, um, queerness was imported like a disease upon the native peoples by the British, the French, the Spanish, and so on. So they see by getting rid of queerness, they're getting national sovereignty back. All right, Toma, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exonation, our guest this hour is Toma Prower. His website is T-O-M-A-S-P-R-O-W-E-R.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. 
Tomorrow's TV Today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Toma Prower is our guest, Exxon Nation, and um, colonization and religion. We talked about religion's impact on the persecution of queer people to a certain extent, but what about the colonization of the different countries? I mean, it's it's the colonizers who, or really anyone who has the power, because mm. might is right. Um, it's those people who make the laws that govern the country, and then the ones who follow the laws, you know, socially, they're rewarded because they're following the powerful's laws, which then becomes the new standard, and everyone wants to follow the laws to get in the good graces, and it becomes the new cultural norm, and then that happens for over the generations, and you forget how it was. Hmm. Grandpa was this way. I don't remember anything before it, so that must be the good way to do it. But what about, uh, let, let's take a look at religion, uh, uh, Christianity. There's two ways that you could look at the story of Jesus. It's a matter of perception. You know, I, I, I remember listening to somebody and you said, you've got a question of religion where the leader, you know, is around 12 guys and the only girl in the picture is a hooker. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. So, so how come it's okay to close the eye of society on one side, but God bless or God help the others. I, I you know, that's one of those questions that people have been asking for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's tricky. I mean, really, like the ones who are so at the at least that I've experienced, the ones who are so certain that they know what God wants, so certain that this is the divine plan. It's ironic how those plans kind of coincide to their own. Exactly. But the ones who are more live and let live, in the understanding that maybe I don't know everything, and maybe the divine is more beyond anything anyone could imagine, mm-hmm. those tend to be a lot more lax people and kind of go with the flow. So it's, unfortunately, the ones who are more driven kind of get things done. And the more go with the flow people tend to go with the flow, <laughs> which which can be bad at times. It can also be very, very detrimental. Oh, my God, yes. Is, is, yes. It, is, it, is it because society is, is unaware of the truth, or is it because society has been brainwashed that, that there's this social problem that we face today? And, you know, my heart goes out to the people who are involved in this because they live a life of hell. Don't tell me there's no persecution because persecution is still there. Oh yeah, it it's very much alive in many parts of the world, and I think back to your question, I think it's a mix of both. I mm-hmm. think I think it's a bit of the amnesia, the cultural amnesia of forgetting how things were. But I personally believe that deep down, everyone knows what's right. You know when something's just inherently wrong or yeah. off, but. People are also lazy and they're very 
wanting to be very comfortable. So if it means sacrificing your own comfort or your own level of power, you know, to give someone else a leg up, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to do that, especially when times are really hard. It becomes more tribal where I have to look out for mine and my own. And this might not be the best thing for society, but we're getting by off of it. So it's okay right now. We can't do any more. God bless you. But, you know, I got to look out for my family. And you get that tribalism of people who don't have that family to look after them. What about religions like uh, Judaism? You know, um, how do or, or why do they seem so so anti-queer? Well, what makes them so special? What makes Christians so special? What makes I mean, it's, it Muslims it's not, so special? Unfortunately, they, a lot of people aren't special in the the antagonism against queerness. Mm -hmm. But I know with Judaism, from doing all the research and talking to all the people, um, it was really interesting because in the Jewish story from, you know, the queer view of it, Mm -hmm. um, you have the Hebrew tribes and all the way to modern day Israel. And they have, they go back and forth of being very queer accepting and very antagonistic towards queerness. But it always coincides with them relating to the world around them. So when they're, when they're kind of defenseless and, they're trying to make their own statement upon society and they're in conflict with the world, they take a more humanistic approach and it's okay to be queer. But when they're more of in a position of power, even throughout the, the Torah, um, society becomes a lot more conservative. But then they get taken over by the Romans mm-hmm. and social you know, mores and what is accepted widens and becomes more liberal. But then the Romans get kicked out and they get their own state again they become more conservative. And it's just weird flow. But in a lot of Jewish marriage ceremonies, um, there's a quote from the book of Ruth, which I don't know off the top of my head, but it talks about how Ruth essentially had a very, quote unquote, very loving relationship with her mother-in-law that's interpreted by modern people to be very lesbian in nature. And that's one of the main ritualistic prayers that said during a wedding, so it's odd that a female-female relationship um, saying is powerful in Jewish straight weddings, mm-hmm. but yet not acknowledging that maybe it's not okay for queerness, too. But when we look at Greek history, you know, it, it was prevalent. It was revered. Oh, it was, it was, it was definitely something different in yeah. ancient Greece. I, the, the most fascinating thing I found out about it in ancient Greece was... Um, because a lot of people like to think queerness is like an adjective, like I am this and this kind of like describes me. Mm-hmm. But to the ancient Greeks and even the Romans, it was a verb. Um, a man could have sex with another man and not be considered queer because queerness is not a noun. It's not an adjective. It's just the action you do. Hmm. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's the world's definition of queerness changes throughout history and culture. How about uh, the 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 Mexicans, uh, the Mexican folk uh, deity of death? Uh, what was it, La Santa Muerte? Uh, La Santa Muerte. That's yeah. talking my spirit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you know, how how does this rate with, you know, the queerness in the Mexican culture? <laughs> I mean, it, hardcore Mexican culture is not very okay with queerness in general. It's heavily Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, the Aztec tradition was very anti-queer, possibly one of the most anti-queer societies that we know of. So it's all that history, but you have this now folk deity of death, La Santa Muerte, mm-hmm. and she's totally okay with it. 
and that's just not me saying, you know, I am interpreting her words, but the whole community is made out of outcasts, people who look to death because death doesn't judge. I mean, she ta she takes the the wealthy, the poor, the good, the bad, the young, the old. No one's immune from death. She accepts them all. Right. So to be an outcast in this heavily burdened society where you're constantly the church and society is just telling you you're wrong, you're evil, and you can't go to God because you assume that God also hates you in that society. But here's this deity of death, and death turns away no one. It's this unique oasis of solace and acceptance that all the misfits of Mexican society come to and know they're not going to be judged and they can just be themselves for once. And and yet people still can't accept that. I it it's hard to accept because when you a lot of it's a lot of it's kind of nurture and not nature because if you let people be themselves there's a lot less judgment but you take on what you know from your parents because that's all they know that's all you know and that's what you kind of fashioned your worldview on and it's very startling especially when you're adult and things are hard to realize that the way you fundamentally see the world and interact around it is wrong and that scares a hell of a lot of people that requires digging down deep into the darkness of yourself and admitting possibly the badness you've done possibly the badness inside of you and a lot of people don't admit that they're wrong in general for trivial stuff let alone their fundamental worldview so it's it's tough and it's just easier for people to be no i'm not the problem that's the problem and then if your mom and dad said it that's mm -hmm. all the more justification you don't need to do any more research so it's it's a matter of convenience and comfort are there other societies where queerness is welcomed with open arms. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. I know traditional traditional Hawaiian society mm -hmm. was very gender fluid. They had the mahu, the people in between, taking a space in the middle between masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. They were the hula teachers, and they still continue on in their native tradition, believing in doing that. Um, especially in East Asia, the Japanese, especially, were very very liberal on queerness, especially if you look in the the Shogun Edo area. Um, they would write, because it was a very literate society, they would write kind of like pulp novels of illicit affairs between, you know, homosexuals. But it wasn't seen as something evil. It was just kind of like fascinating and fun and interesting. And so it was very in the pop culture and they sold well. And because those books sold well, you hear about it all the time. And it kind of became modern place in society you and i have to take our news break please stand by tomorrow and exonation uh, will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the exon from our broadcast center and studios in hamilton ontario canada now if you'd like to contact uh, toma if you'd like to find out more about him his website is t-o-m-a-s-p-r-o-w-e-r and we'll both be back as we continue investigating the strange the weird the bizarre but the reality of life itself from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for All right, Exonation, uh, Tomas, did I say it right this time? That's it. Tomas Prowery is our very special guest. And uh, let, let me ask you something. On this show, we deal with everything from current events to the strange, the weird, the bizarre, queerness, the magic, and so on and so forth. Based on your expertise and the work that you've done over the years and the people that you've met over the years, I, I'd like to give you a hypothetical situation. Okay. How do you think if, let's say, a UFO landed in Central Park on, the, on a busy day in New York City, how do you think, based on the experiences that you've had with people around the world, how do you think people would react to this, this, this extraterrestrial visitor? I, I mean, especially since we can't get along with each other. <laughs> right? I think... I personally believe that a lot of people would feel relieved or happy because mm -hmm. you know that just by seeing this other being come into the world, you know that maybe this this world and all of its problems isn't everything. Maybe there's a more advanced society out there that can help us. Maybe they can teach us something. It's kind of like the hand of God reaching down and throwing this new card on the deck that you didn't know about. Yeah. So I think people would see it as a relief that Maybe something's going to change for the better. Maybe we'll learn something. Maybe it's, you know, that lesson of, you know, the day the earth stood still. It's the lesson of peace. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it could be a lot of things, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's peace. But I think the first initial seconds, people would be like, oh, my God, there is something out there. Thank God we're not alone. Yeah. Um. What other examples of queer deities are there from around the world that you can share with us? Oh, God, there's there's a, so many. But I know one of the one that might be familiar to a lot of people because we all take, you know, the ancient Greek mm -hmm. classes in school is um, Athena because she's very well known. She's, she's she's the smart deity who's also kind of tough because she goes into battle and strategy. But if you really like talk to the cultural anthropologists studying her, the people who still worship her as a de facto deity, and read the myths, it it's fascinating that she becomes this very asexual, very gender-fluid being, because here she is, essentially a woman, mm -hmm. and she's prone to typical feminine vanities. You know, she lost a beauty contest, and there starts a war. But she also always sides with male patriarchy and the men kind of see her as one of the guys you know like a bunch of guys would with their lesbian friend who's you know more butch um her priestess comes to her saying essentially that she's been violated and her athena's response is oh well you should have been more careful <laughs> <laughs> 
I, right. And it's like, what, what woman does that? What, yeah. what, what person says that? Can you not empathize with her? So she's always like sees the world as a guy, but she has the body of a woman. And all the craziness, you know, the sexual debauchery that the Greek gods are going on, mm-hmm. she's never involved sexually or seems sexually interested in anyone. So is she masculine in the mind, feminine in the body, asexual towards all beings? She's this strange amalgamation when you really look into her. Coming into the in, into the present time with the advent of, of modern technology and societies, do these technologies help queer people build communities, or does it cause more discrimination in certain factors? I mean, you know, the the cop out answer is both, but. The better answer is um, it helps more than it harms because, you know, for as much as it's maligned, the the anonymity of being anyone you want online, even if it's just, you know, a cartoon you drew, that's you. You don't have to be yourself so you can express yourself without the, you know, all the negativity of people knowing you are this or that, especially if you come from a place where it's not safe for you to do it. So finally, you know, a lot of queer people have this outlet where they can be themselves without exposing themselves to danger and they can meet others like them, especially if, you know, if you're, you know, the quote unquote only queer in town, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to meet people. But you can meet people via Skype, via Internet, Facebook groups, chats. You're not alone anymore so long as you have Internet hookup. Right. But it also does bring a lot of badness because a lot of people, you see everything um, on Facebook. And if you're friends with, mm-hmm. you know, on, on Facebook, if you're friends with a lot of people who are not, you know, respecting of you, you get a lot of hate indirectly. People not might be saying you're bad, but they're posting their political sayings, they're posting their beliefs, and you're still being exposed to it on a higher level than, you know, having to be in a conversation with someone. You just... It's the closest thing to worldwide telepathy we have is the internet and Facebook, and you can see what everyone's thinking. And it's it's comforting knowing you're not alone, but it's also kind of unsettling what's going on in our minds of others. Tell us about your new book. Oh, the new book, Queer Magic. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm loving it right now. It's um, it's it essentially everything we're talking about. It goes into the queer history both socially culturally and religiously of how queer people have utilized magic and utilized the society's idea of them throughout the world starting from ancient mesopotamia to modern day and something special with this book that i wanted to do because it's you know you have to be very inclusive Mm -hmm. i didn't want it to be one of those books where it's just me writing on end about this culture is like this and that culture is like that um so what i did to help mitigate that is i've invited people from all over the world queer people who practice all these different faiths and magical traditions and they also share their stories within each of the sections so here you're reading about ancient islamic queerness and now you have this person from jakarta india from (laughs) jakarta indonesia writing about what it's like to be queer in the modern day and how they pray to Allah with the queerness that they have inside of them. So it's a real world community book here that's great for everyone. And even if you're not queer, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to see 
the world around you and how the other, ha- you know, 10% live. Was there anything while you were writing your book, doing the research, that kind of blew you right away? Oh, my God, yes, yeah, so much. I remember, because I grew up in a very Catholic tradition. I'm half Mexican, half Irish, went to Catholic school pretty much all my life until college, mm-hmm. was taught by nuns and all that jazz. And so when I started really digging into Catholicism, you really see how queerness was very okay in the beginning because, you know, when it was just a fledgling culture persecuted by the Romans, they didn't ask questions who joined into the fold. Right. So if you were queer, hey, there's only a few of us. We're up against this big enemy. We need all the allies we can get. And it was fascinating how accepting they were on a very general level. And then once they get the power, it's like, okay, we have power. We don't need you anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. So it wasn't always like this. It was the institutional power that set itself and its own rules up. Which you never learn about, you know, all those years of Catholic school. I'm like, okay, okay, that makes more sense. How different do you think religions are from the way we've been taught they are? Oh, my God, they're so, <laughs> they're so different. I mean, just like people. I mean, we're 10 years ago, we were kind of different people. Yeah. Um, you take this institutional religion that's the composition of hundreds of thousands of people's minds mm-hmm. and that changes over the years it, it's big and it's it, but it's not just a christianity thing it's as society grows and changes society is the mind and the mind is what interacts with the world and it's it by nature has to change and that's that's a lot of the problems we're reaching right now where it's this you know especially the catholic church i grew up in it so i can speak of it it's 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 having its old traditional foundations rocked by the modern notions of the world, and things are not becoming compatible as they once were. So, it you know it has to change. It's the law of nature. It's are you going to stay rigid? If so, then you're that tree that gets blown over when That's the right. wind comes because you stand up too strong against it. But if you're like the willow that bends and can know when to bow when the heavy winds come then you can survive the storm. And a lot of religions are having a hard time bowing down right now to even just to weather the storm. Uh, I personally think there's way too many religions. And I think that a lot of the religions of today are going by the way is because they don't keep up with society. You know, they're still, they're still practicing the old ways instead of trying to evolve with society. It, it's true, and there's this, there's this fascinating thing I learned. Um, it's very astrological, but it, mm-hmm. I think it's called the, the precession of the ages or the eras. And it's this thing where if you take each of the astrological signs and you go backwards, it'll predict society, but it'll also show where we've come. And it's it's strangely accurate because everyone's talking about how, you know, the age of Aquarius, yeah. the fifth dimension song that we've entered now. It's, it's true, and Aquarian energy um, is taking down the hierarchies, building a circular table, you know, egality amongst men and not having the top-down rigidity. Tomas, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break. And explanation for more information on Tomas Prower, our guest this hour, visit his website, www.tomasprower.com. 
Exxon.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tomas Prower is our guest to this hour, Exxon Nation. And as always, Tomas, great having you on the show. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be with us. And congratulations on your new book. Thanks. You know, I'm always glad to be here. It's, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And your listeners, too. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you know, how can we as a society accept change, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, if we still look back and the schools are teaching that Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. Now, we all know that he didn't. We all know that the Vikings were in North America way before Christopher Columbus was the gleam in his father's eye. And yet, academia refuses to make that change. Today, was it today or yesterday was Columbus Day in, in the U.S.? You know? I think it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, they're celebrating a a day of this great person who really didn't do what they said he was supposed to have done. Is this an example of how whether you're right, whether you're wrong, it all depends on what the majority thinks that counts? I, Unfortunately, that's the way it usually is. At, at the end of the day, might is right, and mm. the winners write history, and history is what you learn and base upon, but it's it's i think it's a fundamental inability for humans to admit that i am wrong even if you've been wrong for 60 years of your life mm -hmm. it's hard to admit it it's hard to admit my parents were wrong my grandparents were wrong all of my entire family line was wrong and that takes a lot of courage people don't want to examine their lives like that life is too hard as it is let alone to know that you've been wrong your whole life so it's easier to just dance through life and I'm always right and not have to really have the examined life. But the groups that are out there today, for example, the Me Too movement and uh, the other right activists and the, and the, you know, the smaller groups that are, that are springing up and saying, hey, we're not going to take it anymore. We have rights. We're humans. We have feelings. Is this going to continue or do you see society at sometimes saying we've had enough of this here comes the big thumb uh, I mean if you look if you look back at history and this is probably a very controversial topic but mm -hmm. if you look back at history um, protests have never done anything if you if someone was gonna give you a million dollars but it meant for a whole week people are gonna be yelling outside of your house would you take the million dollars yes because you know nothing's gonna happen with those people yelling they'll yeah. stop but I mean the only lasting change has come through very unhappy means people have had to be absolutely poverty ridden starving to death before they took any real action the french revolution every other revolution that's made lasting changes beyond a few years the people were desperate desperate and unfortunately people aren't that desperate now you can go online you can kind of escape from the troubles of the world 
it's much easier to escape than it is to, you know, hold up the fist and be, we're not going to take it anymore beyond an hour of protesting. It, it takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes a lot of danger, but it's the only thing that makes lasting change. Hit people in the wallets or physically? How should, how should the younger people coming into the world, up to the world, going through school, and how, how should they be told about the right and the wrong way of looking at everything from queerness to the Me Too movement? I think, and it may be another controversial thing, but I think I think you don't need to tell them. I think telling children what is this and that in cases of morality is what's mm-hmm. causing a lot of this. People know what's right. You know, you feel it. You know it. Yeah. But then you're conditioned to go against those feelings because teacher said this, mom says this, dad says this, and it goes against my feeling, but they're smarter, they're older, they, they must know better. So you change to learn how you respond to that internal feeling. If just, just let the children be, and they'll know. And if they have questions, they'll ask. Do you see any, any great changes happening in the near future? And if so, what do you think will inspire and ignite these changes? Uh, uh, the inner cynic in me is, is looking at it as there's not going to be any major changes soon. I mean... There'll be gradual changes, but until people are really having a bad time, until we're starving on the streets, until we're being brutalized, there's not going to be the energy it needs to have true change. We'll take incremental change because it's convenient for us, and we'll fight until it's no longer inconvenient for us, and true change has never come about that way. But what about the the people who are suffering because of the the negative connotation society puts on the uh, on the queerness aspect of of life you know doesn't doesn't society hold a responsibility to everyone not just the the, the straight but also the gay the queer the 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 sick, the mentally retarded, the, the the challenged in life. Don't we as a society have the, the 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 obligation to say, hey, listen, let's take a good look at this. Wait a second. If we're not part of the solution, we're part of the problem. I I completely agree with you. I think that's the way, you know, society should be mm-hmm. and can be. I just well but Unfortunately, a lot of the people who are persecuted are minorities, and especially in a democracy, you, it's that, by definition, the will of the majority. It's majority rule. So a minority can never win, never get anything without the help of the majority. So it's automatically awkward, but, and it's hard when you're part of the majority and you're benefiting from it. I mean, there's, just by having the convenience of, you know, capitalism and buying your shoes, what, what children are overseas made that? You don't see it, but are you going to be part of the solution? Are you going to stop buying these things? Are you going to live a more uncomfortable and less convenient life if it means the greater whole is going to benefit? A lot of people aren't going to do that. Wow. And until they do, it, nothing will happen. We can look at it domestically and make those domestic changes, but mm-hmm. there's so many things you – me? That we're doing because it makes life more convenient and easy, and we're not willing to give that up for – 
unknown faces across the sea, let alone our own neighbors. So it's, I'm a bit pessimistic, but there is hope. There, it can be done. I haven't seen evidence that it's going to happen soon, though. So what are you going to be doing next? Uh, what's your next book about? Ooh, my next book is a return into the macabre. It follows the, this ex- world exploration of traveling the world, meeting different cultures. Mm-hmm. But instead of queerness and queer magic, it's morbid magic. It's the macabre funeral and afterlife beliefs and traditions of voodoo ceremonies and jazz funerals and burial ceremonies and cannibalism. So it's a return to the dark and the afterlife oriented of what cultures believe and think happens on the other side of the veil. Why do you think people fear death so much? Or the talking about death in certain sociological circles is is taboo. I think it because it scares the hell out of people. I mean, everyone's <laughs> everyone's scared of the unknown, and yeah. death is the ultimate unknown. No one really knows what happens, mm-hmm. and that's scary. And it's always been like that. I mean, you take anything throughout history, and what's on the other side of the sea? We don't know. So it's full of monsters and horrible creatures, obviously. And until death becomes known, people will always assume the worst of it. And death can't be known, so it's that perfect boogeyman. Tomas, we've got about a minute and a half left. First of all, thanks so much for joining us again. What are your final thoughts, and what message would you like to get out to the listeners tonight? I would the biggest message is to go out there and make a difference. Um, vote, um, and if you don't want, you know, of course, avoid violence, but the best way to get what you want is voting with your wallet. What you don't buy and what you do buy hurts companies, hurts people where it matters and where they'll actually listen to you. Vote with your wallet. And if you need inspirations on queerness around the world or fascinated by the magic, read my book, Queer Magic. And where can people buy your book? Oh, hopefully everywhere. But um, um, the usual places, go to your local library, go to Amazon.com, go to Barnes & Noble, or go to Llewellyn.com, the publisher's site. They'll for certain always have it. As always, great talking to you. I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone, and I'd like to thank our good friends at Llewellyn for helping make this interview possible. And I wish you continued success because I believe that you, your way of thinking, your books are going to make a difference. So thank you for doing everything you do. Thank you. Thank you. You take care of yourself now. All right, XO Nation, our guest this hour has been Toma Prower. His website is www.tomaprower.com. That is T-O-M-A-S-P-R-O-W-E-R.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, whether you're a skeptic or a believer, if you have any comment, if you've got a suggestion, or if you would just like to vent on me, or to me, I should say, send me an email, X-Zone at X-ZoneRadioTV.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.